Welcome to Canada HR News Podcast. It is March 21st, 2022. My name is Elena Bobireva. These are the HR news that we would like to highlight for you today. New job banks opened for employers to hire Ukrainian refugees. Proactive measures an employer can take to minimize liability for an at-home injury. More employers start transitioning employees to a four-day work week. Canadian Paralympic athletes want financial rewards for medals, like Olympians get. As of April 1st, fully vaccinated travelers will no longer need to provide a pre-entry COVID-19 test result to enter Canada by air, land or water. As COVID-19 lingers, majority of Canadians are in favor of proof of vaccination and masking requirements, according to the recent poll. We'll also share with you some upcoming HR events that you might find interesting. New job banks opened for employers to hire Ukrainians. In addition to opening its borders to the Ukrainian refugees, Ottawa is asking employers to offer employment through a new job bank. Employers can register job offers at the Jobs for Ukraine webpage, which will help connect them with Ukrainians seeking work in their communities. Ontario will also set up a dedicated job hotline to connect employers with individuals fleeing Ukraine, according to CTV News. The federal government is considering offering economic support to Canadians who are willing to take in Ukrainians fleeing the war, according to the Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship, Sean Fraser. He wouldn't rule out a tax credit as an example of a way the government could incentivize Canadians to help in what could become a massive resettlement effort, even on a temporary basis. For employers who wish to have employees work at home exclusively or on a part-time basis, health and safety considerations should be top of mind. In Canada, federal and provincial legislation provide the legal framework for health and safety standards at the workplace. For example, in Quebec, an Air Canada employee working from her home office slipped while walking down the stairs during her lunch break. Quebec Administrative Labour Tribunal held the employee was eligible for workers' compensation because the injury occurred in the course of work. The OHS Canada magazine lists proactive measures an employer can take to minimize liability for an at-home injury. If an employer intends to allow employees to work from home, it is important to prepare or update a work-from-home policy that includes guidelines, expectations, and recommendations as to how to avoid workplace injury. An employer should also review its written accident reporting protocols to ensure it collects important information, such as the type of injury, its severity, and how it occurred. Benefits Canada reports that the Ontario-based Juno College of Technology began transitioning employees to a four-day workweek in January 2022. The staff will receive the same market rate salary as they did before the switch. However, to give employees time to adjust to the new work schedule, Juno is gradually phasing in the new work hours. All employees received one Friday off in January, then two in February, and three in March. The college's CEO, Heather Payne, says that the staff and students need to adapt to new working styles if you reduce people's time by 20%. Some teams have adapted quickly, but others need more time to rebalance tasks throughout the shorter work week, she adds, noting the company is still aiming to have everyone switch to a four-day work week by the end of the year. 
The shortened work week isn't the only people-first policy the college has implemented over the last few months. In 2021, it closed the college twice for a week with no changes to salaries. And in January, it also announced it will move to a 100% employee ownership model. 79% Canadian full-time employees said that they're willing to work four 10-hour days per week at their current rate of pay, according to a recent survey by Mayro Public Opinion, which polled roughly 1,500 Canadian adults. Canadian Paralympic athletes want financial rewards for medals, like Olympians get. This past year, Olympic athletes who medaled at the Summer Games in Tokyo or Winter Games in Beijing were rewarded financially, 20000 for a gold, 15000 for a silver, and 10000 for a bronze medal. Canadian Paralympians do not currently receive financial rewards for winning a medal at the Paralympic Games, and many of them have to have jobs outside of pursuing their athletic feats. Four years ago, the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee Board of Directors decided to give equal payouts for medal performers to U.S. Paralympians and Olympians as part of an effort to direct more resources to Paralympic sports. Australia announced that at the Tokyo Games, Paralympians would be paid the same as their Olympic counterparts. Gold medalists for Australia in the Paralympics take home 20000 silver medalists 15000 and bronze medalists 10000 in Australian dollars. No such announcement has been made in Canada yet. Last week, the Government of Canada announced that effective April 1st, fully vaccinated travelers will no longer need to provide a pre-entry COVID-19 test result to enter Canada by air, land or water. Fully vaccinated travelers seeking to arrive in Canada before April 1st must still have a valid pre-entry test. For partially or unvaccinated travelers who are currently allowed to travel to Canada, pre-entry testing requirements are not changing. Unless otherwise exempt, all travelers 5 years of age or older who do not qualify as fully vaccinated must continue to provide proof of an accepted type of pre-entry COVID-19 test result. As COVID-19 lingers, it seems as if workers and other individuals are still relying on vaccines to stay safe. 64% of Canadians support proof of vaccination at places like restaurants and theatres in their community, according to a report from the Angus Reid Institute, and 73% say they would support continuing masking requirements in public spaces. And these are the events that you might find interesting. Learning and Development Summit Canada takes place online on March 23rd. The summit's agenda includes discussions of topics such as secret sauce to employee engagement and retention, virtual team development of managers, and engaging the next generation of talent. HR Mental Health Canada event will happen on April 26th. The event will feature expert speakers and an agenda that will challenge HR to become more proactive in driving your organization's psychological health programs. From the right to disconnect and workplace burnout to the role of direct managers and wellness for remote workers, this online event will cover everything HR professionals need to create a healthier, happier workforce in the long term. The World Diversity in Leadership Conference will take place in Edmonton from June 20 to 23rd. The conference theme is Leveraging Diversity to Advance Innovation and Entrepreneurship. 
The topics include gender diversity, modern diversity training, shaping inclusiveness with data, and growing an inclusive mindset in leaders. And this is Canada HR News podcast for March 21st, 2022. For more information on the news and events that we presented today, see the episode description and follow us on Twitter at CanHR News.